Ginger, why are you rubbing your back? It hurts. Why? Well, um, pain flows up your nerve endings, the synapses in your brain. She's not funny. <laughs> How did you hurt it? Being dead. Does it hurt down by your tailbone or is it up higher? Is it, is it tight throughout here? Maybe. Does it ache back here? Might. Oh my God. Do you think it's cramps? <coughs> Give it a rest for two seconds off. Pam, we're eating. Henry, the girls are both three years late menstruating, okay? It's not normal. If it's finally happening. It's not. Honey, it's nothing to be scared of. It's the most normal thing in the world. Maybe it's cancer of the spine. Ginger Ann. Or tuberculosis. See what your attitude does? Or spondylitis. Spondyl what? Fuses your vertebrae together. Nice. Bridget, stop it. Have a fit. Well, I've had just about enough of that tone. Well, that makes two of us. Fuck. All right, that's it. To your room. Gladly. Bridget, you are not connected at her wrist. Your father and I have counseling tonight. I don't want you leaving the house. The news says there's still some wild animal on the loose. They never go out. Well, you're a big help. Patrick. What is it? Where are you going? We've got to return some videotapes. You walk into this room at your own risk because it leads to the future. Oh, this is gonna surprise Yeah, you're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. But where? I have to return some videotapes. Hey, it's me, Dr. Dan in the Dinglin' Van. Eric here for I Have to Return Some Videotapes. Welcome back. I wanted to record this little welcoming to this episode because I really didn't make much of an intro for this one. I kind of just immediately got in to what was uh, on my brain and mind without a little, a proper greeting, as it were. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. I know the last episode was a heavy one, to say the least. And this one is uh, about 40% less heavy. I would say there is naturally some heaviness, but you know what, man? That's just the way it be, baby. So, uh, take a little ride on Dr. Dan's dingle van and, uh, let's jump into this episode. So I know the last episode, there was a lot of I'm a woman talk and it never really fully sunk in what that means to me until very recently. And now that it has sunk in and I fully accepted that uh i'm scared holy shit that's that's such a major oh man it's just such a massive fucking thing and i'm so scared particularly for my dad i just i don't know there's part of me that feels like this is the last straw of manhood i had left and it's like well fuck total failure at being a man it's hard to admit you failed i guess there's still a part of me that's that's like clinging to that, that like a large part of me that's really conflicted and, and still clinging to that perception of 
the the person that I thought I had to be instead of being myself. And that is the worst part about it is this this person I never was, this kind of mask I've constructed over a very long time is not who I want to be. And it's like really trippy, man. It reminds me of the the Twin Peaks line, someone manufactured you, you know, in the return. The, I am the Dougie Jones. My whole life I have been Dougie Jones. And this transition is just so... The fucking word transition. Like, man, oh. Oh, there's so such a strong part of me that's still fighting it. And it's so freaking scary, man. But 
Damn, man, I have been like weeping. If I could cry, I would be crying to that song. It is just so exactly where I'm at right now. Like, I know the answer, but I'm not prepared to hear it myself. I'm still processing it. When I when I think of her, she's always the outsider. She's she's not a part of me. But that's sort of the massive change of thinking that I have to do, is as opposed to just fantasizing about this. This woman of the woods, this some deep woods mansion library, somewhere where it's always fall. That's how I like to picture her. Somewhere where you don't need to set an alarm because the front windows just wake you up with the sunrise. Just this beautiful, warm, cozy, safe environment for her. Isolated. Out in the woods somewhere. That's, that's what I think about when I think of her. And it's a really crazy change of thought to start to think of it as me because it's always been me. And that's the part that's like so fucking mind blowing. Like she has always been me as much as I, I, I fantasize about her and I, and I make her into this mythic sort of fairy tale creature. She is a part of me and she's always been a part of me. And I, it's like, you know, it's like learning how to tune your radio properly to it. It is bizarre and strange and a really weird thing to talk about. And part of why it's so difficult is there's still all this dumbass old school thinking that's just sort of screaming at me like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you got to stand by your man. How can you fucking do this? And you don't need to stand by your man. Sorry, Tammy. You, you just don't. Fuck your man. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman Giving all your love to just one man You have bad times And he'll have good times Doing things that you don't understand But if you love him You'll forgive him Even though he's hard to understand 
people say all the time as an insult like oh touch grass and i i i do try and touch grass myself uh especially when i'm freaking out over gender identity stuff i like to go on walks i found myself doing that increasingly like two o'clock in the morning just walking down the middle of the street there's no cars i went down to city hall just walked around downtown red deer at night like four o'clock in the morning saw one homeless dude it was very chill and empty and strange and it's just so interesting to do that <laughs> to just go i'd love to do that in any city i don't think there's many places you can do that but i know in clarison where i grew up we we could basically ride our bikes down the middle of main street most of the time especially at night and i don't know there's something sort of intoxicating about that feeling it just feels like it's almost like the i am legend poster shot where he's like walking into the bridge but that really is what it feels like it's trippy and it's it's cool to get in touch with outdoors in that kind of way that's that's the way i like to do it i, I cannot wait to get a, a decent camera because holy shit there's so much to take pictures of especially at night I'm just going to slowly turn into the movie Nightcrawler, I think it's called, with a Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, weird movie. Weird dude. My idol? <laughs> Seems 
circles, places look the same And we're the only difference, the wind is in your hair Discovering my view, I'm holding on to you And I'm back with high until tomorrow I was raised on core blonde, deep from the moment I was alive. I was just firmly nestled in a blanket of core blonde music, and I saw him live not too terribly long ago. It was amazing. He, he played a lot of the old stuff, which is, of course, the songs you know all the words to, which are so many for me. Five Dollar Bill, Truck Got Stuck, uh, Bucking Horse Rider, I Want to Begin the Cavalry. There's just so many amazing core blonde songs. And naturally, most times when you're at a concert and the artist is like, all right, now I'm going to play some of my new stuff. You're kind of like, oh, man, I like your old stuff. But this song just really hit me. Uh, I just connect with it a lot. And I feel that it speaks for itself. So enjoy. You're spooking the horses They're wild and they're scared And that bright colored makeup And those clothes that you wear well, I've seen you dancing Last night near the tree Spooking the horses You're scaring me Where the road meets the highway Those bright city lights They must have shone through your windshield And got into your eyes Spooking the horses 
like you never before You're driving faster Without a doubt, the most often that I, I wish for snow and I think about snow is in the middle of summer when it's just balls hot. It's stupid hot. Above 30? Even 25 is like, oh, God, find me a rock to crawl under. I have been thinking a lot about snow lately to the point where it's seeping into my dreams. It was a very mundane dream, but I just remember so vividly opening my door and seeing snow all over the ground and thinking like, why the fuck is there snow everywhere? That is the entirety of the dream. There's no, like I, I then built a canoe and fucking swam to China. No, it was just me opening the door to just a field of white and being really confused, I suppose. And it also makes me think of that lovely scene slash well, I guess in a book, it's still called a scene. I read the book before I saw the TV show, but there, there's this great bit with a Mr. Wednesday and Shadow where, well, Mr. Wednesday's doing what Mr. Wednesday does. He asks Shadow, think of snow. And it zooms into his hot chocolate, and there's this tiny little Cadillac rolling over one of the marshmallows. And of course, when they cut outside, there's a full-on blizzard. And dear sweet God, Never in my life have I been more envious of a man in a blizzard than right about now.
daisy chains Can't seem to recall My true given name I see my footprints How they come, how they go Was that yesterday Or only a moment ago My heart is gone to make stuff and all the stuff I make could probably be described as self-indulgent. 
the podcast episodes are very self-indulgent, rather. The uh, YouTube channel is a bit less self-indulgent, although I do often go on entire video-long tirades. For example, the entire video I did just talking about all the different haircuts I've had in my life and ranking them. That was fun. And I put out one of those, at the time, self-indulgent videos about David Lubar and his uh, Weenies series. The first one I ever got my hands on was Curse of the Vampire Weenies, but it expanded from there. Curse of the Campfire Weenies, Curse of the Lawn Weenies, Curse of Everything. And they're just these really awesome little short story horror books that I really loved. A lot more adult than Goosebumps or R.L. Stein shit. It was just great for me as a kid, and I loved reading them. So I put out a little video of me reading some David Lubar stories, and I got the first ever real comment from someone outside of my life, somebody I've never met before, commented on that video and said, oh, thanks, man. I used to love these as a kid. You know, I'm listening to it at work. Thank you, Eli was the gentleman's name, if you must know. And very quickly, I put out a part two because it is just awesome. Like, I never really expected to have much reach or impact. Everything I do, I do for me and me first, with no real expectations as far as results. There are certain things that I've put out where I'm like, how is this not more seen? But you know what? That's the way it be, baby. And it's crazy how emotional I got, even after like one outside person commented it was like hey man dig your stuff it's like oh it is just so encouraging honestly it really just makes me want to keep going because i've sort of just been doing it in a vacuum for a very long time like nobody ever comments on this podcast i don't know if you even could i guess you could review it and leave a comment like that but like i'm not used to any kind of outside influence so eli man wherever the fuck you're at this one's for you, dude. Thanks for making me excited to make videos again. You're the man now, dog. Well, he's a straight shot shooter shooting straight shots at the bar. You can tell by the look in his eyes gone too far.
I was sitting around the desk this evening at the hotel in which I work, and I started to get this feeling, this feeling that something bad was going to happen. Nothing, nothing really like logical that, to suggest that something bad is about to happen, but it's just this sort of feeling where you just start to get a little bit more jumpy and a little bit more aware and a little bit more tense and maybe you're you're a lot more aware of your breathing and your heart starts pounding it's it's a really bizarre feeling let me explain it to you like this the fire glows warmly in the grate your chair is comfortable you are at ease relaxed nothing can disturb you can it after all, it's an everyday world. No undue ripples on the tranquil waters of your life. Yet the day must draw to a close, and night is as inevitable as death. But you are safe. Of that you are certain. You are safe. Aren't you? You did lock the door, latch the windows, didn't you? Yes, you are safe, and your will is strong. There is no room for superstition in your mind. Is there? Is there? Don't be too sure. Soon your fingers may itch to shut off the sounds you hear. Your throat tighten. The thudding of your heart become a mallet, driving a blood-red stake through to your soul. Your room, your comfortable home become a cold, dank crypt.
that'll be it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for for sticking around. I know I keep saying that a lot at the at these little outro segments, but I really do mean that. I appreciate all of you who spend a little time with me. God bless you. God bless them, everyone. <laughs> all right, I I have no I have nothing to say here. So. uh Hope you enjoyed. Looking forward to seeing you on the next time. I don't think it'll be as wham-bam as this episode was, because I've just been bursting with, with episodes and some good music. I feel like there's a lot of good music in this episode, too. Hopefully you agree. So next time, more music, more drama, more me.